Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by. Whether you're a writer, a GM, or an all-around nerd, goblin. Goblins of nerds. Just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. I'm Kyle. I'm not Kyle. He's Ethan, and on this episode, we'll be discussing isolationist societies the moody teenagers of uh, speculative fiction yeah basically uh last week in our when we started our new idea cascade about calamities we were talking about uh thunder bay um our thunder bay not the canadian fake one uh that was a isolationist city state on the edge of the world because it had learned how to use electrified water that's the name um but it's not all that important other than the fact that it was a neat isolationist settlement that we came up with and we decided let's talk more about that. So we're going to talk about isolationist societies. What are some of your favorite isolationist societies in fiction, Kyle? I don't know. What, I can't like I was thinking about that and I was like, I don't really know that any occurred to my mind. I was thinking too much about like the real world for some reason. So I so just talk about the real world. Why don't you where talk? Do we, where what, do we... what was your favorite? Let's well, go. I mean, you. I don't really have a favorite song. I mean, I do like the idea of a mm-hmm. character that is just a moody teenager. That's an isolationist society. Like in your story, if your story is a small, just about a few people, <laughs> you could have just the rogue edge lord, the loner on the lone. Wolf. Yeah, like wolf pack of one, <laughs> just wandering around by themselves. I think that's funny. I think it's also funny to, uh, like, I like in Half-Baked, there's the guy on the couch who just sleeps the whole movie, and he's sort of an isolationist society. Oh. Yeah. I don't know that Throw I back. ever you, saw you Half-Baked. Might, yeah, you might be too young. Um, but the... <laughs> there's in, like three years between us. <laughs> very, very quick and easy isolationist societies in modern fiction. You've got Wakanda. You've got oh, uh, yeah. Talokan. That one's easy. From the second one. Um also, in Marvel Comics, you've got the Marvel, you've got the mutant uh, island city of Krakoa. Um, Krakatoa. No, no. Krakatoa. Well, I mean, Krakatoa is also a nice little Krakatoa is dope, man. From, uh, I mean, obviously, 72 I'm, Balloon. What was that book? I don't know. But I've, obviously, my love of volcanoes is well documented. But Krakatoa is bonkers. If you look it, into, it, like, yeah. the facts that happened around Krakatoa's eruption, it's crazy. People heard it on the other side of the Indian Ocean. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, big, big boom. Yeah, huge. Imagine huge being anywhere boom. near that. Huge. Well, I think you'd probably die. Yeah. Well, it was, it was like. I think a lot of people did. It was like the the radius of ear rupturing was was bigger than you would you would hope. So I anyway. knew it was big, but. Uh-huh. It's interesting. I was thinking about this on the walk over here, and. There's probably going to be a decent amount of overlap between this episode and Hidden Cities because isolationist societies often try and hide themselves. True. But they don't necessarily have to, but they could. Yeah. I mean, because I think you can go with isolationist in the physical isolation or isolationist in the we just don't want anything to do with you guys. We're neutral. Get the fuck out. Stay away from us. We aren't helping anybody. We're not siding with anybody. Like the very Switzerland approach. Yeah. Which is like you could think of that as somewhat isolationist in like a foreign policy way of like sure not not now but at different points in history when it's just like we're just just like ignore us go over us we're not here we will not be participating part of it we're not participating in any any of y'all's bullshit that does count in a way yeah but but as long as you specify it i don't think it matters a huge amount um you could 
you could very well um, have that physically isolated society. I think that's where most tropes typically go, even in the new Final Fantasy game. There's a... Which you're all about right now, right? No, I'm playing Final Fantasy 15, which is like six or... It's old. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I don't... That's the one with the kids in the car? Yeah. Oh. The one that nobody liked. I don't get it. It's great. But yeah, there's an isolationist society that's part of that, where they take a bunch of Mazic... Mazic? Mazic. Uh, there's an isolationist society in that game where a bunch of ma- magic users who are per- being persecuted by the general populace go and live on their own somewhere so that they can live free lives, very much like yeah. the X-Men. You know, I, yeah, like- I think it's oftentimes it's persecution is a, a big reason to do it. I think persecution or just a rejection of society. Like think about um, M. Night Shyamalan's The Village, right, which was started by those people that were like we reject modern society and then created their own version of the amish if most isolationist societies are typically self-isolating by way of rejecting society their norms there's something happening they don't want there's a war going on they don't want to be a part of there's some cultural thing they don't want to be a part of whatever or maybe they're isolated by the rest of the world for for crimes against whatever your base species in, mm. in your world is you know sort of a, a a um north korea thing oh yeah they're a rogue state they're, yeah they're exiled because of what they've done right so That's exiled isolationist they're, yeah you know, north they're, korea they're, is an excellent version of an isolationist state absolutely because it is continually in self-imposed exile basically yeah um i started thinking though uh for my bowl of noodles um D just released or is getting ready to release the new Planescape book. And so I was thinking about uh, multiverses, which are all the rage. Yeah. Um, but I got to thinking about what if there was uh, a isolationist society? It was it was just one of the multiverses, right? Like you, people know they know it exists, um, but it is isolated and very specifically withdrawn because not because they are afraid of the outside world, but because they are protecting the rest of the multiverse from some wicked, void creature, dark, fang, writhing, mass tentacle beast Ooh, that yeah. exists in their world. Right? Like this is like it. This is big. it's an altruistic is, version of it. It's totally we're isolating ourselves for your good. For your good. Yeah. And so they go very much like Dooku did in Star Wars. They go into the like multiversal archives and they delete every instance of their universe. Oh, so right? people don't even know they exist. They don't even know they exist. I like it. And so you are, I think this is fun fodder, sort of like we were talking about with Thunder Bay. If they have gone in, they've closed all the portals to them you somehow randomly your characters your protagonists your party somehow randomly finds their way there and then it's we're on planet 718 there shouldn't be a planet 718 why the hell is and then you have to discover but it wasn't done to them that's important they did it to themselves yeah not to keep themselves safe yeah but to keep everyone else safe, it's like from what's there. The stories of like hermits or like a, like a guy turns into a werewolf and then locks himself away. Exactly, and it's like I am. I need to be. Like you need to stay away from me. I'm. Yeah. I am a good person. And I know I'm now a threat. Yep. 
back off. Yep. Because... And, or like, remember, we have both a shared love for the first season of Heroes, and there was that nuclear-powered guy who, like, killed his wife. And I don't he... remember much of the Heroes because it was yep. 2004, and then it immediately was so ruined by season two that True. I've just forgotten all of it, other than Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. True. But anyway, there was a anyway, nuclear yeah. dude who lived off in a in a fallout shelter by himself because he was nuclear he was nuclearly act radioactive yeah and same thing yeah i think it's really cool what what is the thing that they're hiding where that they're like concealing do you have more thoughts on that so it would have to be i was trying to decide that um i don't think it should be a i don't want it to be a multiversal level threat no just like a, that then it gets just boring. a big threat just a big threat that like it's not going to erase existence or the nature of creation. Like, I think that's just, it's, it's so big, it's boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually thinking it would, I'd rather have it be something, again, thinking back to our previous episodes, some, fort of, uh, some force of destabilization. Yeah. That is, if it gets out, it's not, it's not like a, I, I know I described it as the big writhing black tentacle monster beast thing, which oh. you could have it, which you could have it be, but it could, it E-lard. Could, um, but you could also just have it be this, this uncontainable force of, of entropy again, sort of like we talked about yeah. with, with the clock city and it is only kept at bay by everything in that society being perfect and oh, unchanged interesting from oh, the moment wait, perfect or unchanged or per- both perfectly perfectly unchanged oh okay so what that means is that every day they have imagine a, a house with a lawn every day okay you have to go out and make sure that the lawn is completely perfect, perfect. okay you have to make sure all angles are perfectly 90 degree everything like everything has to be kind of structurally it's giving me unchanged. like a weird truman show vibe now truman for show, some reason. pleasantville like black yeah. i mean like it could be black and white like but it does, yeah, but everything does like sort of eerily need to be eerily perfect stepford yeah. kind of shit but like not in a way where where it's physically like that but everybody is like talking about it they're all like there's an open understanding of like we are doing this for this reason i hadn't decided because I also like the creepiness of there is no war in Bossing Say, of just like everyone having to pretend that it's perfect. But why would they be doing it then? Because they know, like, is it the the people of this place have sequestered themselves intentionally? Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing, right? So right, they, but so I think they're I, the reason why I was thinking they might not, because they're they think if someone were to find them, it would be easier to pretend like everything is normal this way. I might not. You seem yeah, because it's not kind, on board. I I I think I'm, I'm having a couple of leaps. I'm having to do for why it would be because and actually pause. I'm I'm going to now that I'm saying it out loud. I am going to. I think you could do it that way. I also see where you could say yes. You do have to communicate that. Obviously, everything has to stay the same or else this force will get out. But most importantly, the reason being the act of of opening a portal or a doorway or a gate out of that realm Uh would inherently cause things to no longer be perfect or out of order and break. 
and so the the wickedness would escape. Okay, and so this the wickedness because it's why is everything has to be perfect, like day to day, the thing that matters. Is this like an intelligent creature you can communicate with, and 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 like it's like a spoiled child being like nothing can change, everything must stay the same. That's certainly one way of thinking about it. That wasn't the way that I thought about it, but I actually like that. So let's go with that. It's just kind of like adding in like a personality to this force of entropy, but rather it than is like good. I do like the idea of it being a child. Yeah, it's like, it's a, like I love a demon child. That's a great, a creepy little kid, but like a kid who's. Um, you know, unaware of his of his right. power. Who's an innocent? Yeah, who's been who has been somehow in the multiverse imbued with this entropy. Right. Doesn't understand it. Is afraid of that change and just cries out for no change. Right. And or is just, stuck in a stasis themselves, so they can convince and everybody else is like, okay, well, if we don't change, he'll be fine. Yeah, almost like um, oh my gosh, what was that show? One Division, where it's like, the, yeah, the, it's One Division. It, it is. It, it's One Division. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Oh, we created the Pontac Aztec. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Pontac aside. Welcome um, to world building, folks. Sometimes you reverse engineer your way into one of the more successful properties in the past th- few years. Okay, but let's, let's, se- let's set aside the, <laughs> the Stepford Wives thing, because I think if we go back to the base of it, it's there's still plenty of, plenty to work on, right? Yeah, there's still plenty there. Let's just okay. We, we've already we've recreated Wandavision, so we'll put that off to. What's like <laughs> that is an example of an isolationist society. Let's cut it off at at, at the Wandavision part. I, why don't we just start back over a little bit at the they are they have sequestered themselves to right. to protect the world from a threat. And in this case, it is the giant writhing black mass of tentacles. That they just have to maintain the gate. It's the gates of Tartarus, but Tartar. Imagine if Tartarus had a city built on top of it, and people there just knew they had to keep it there and keep themselves, and and decided to cut themselves off from the rest of the world to keep themselves, keep everyone else safe. Yeah, and I, I don't know that it needs to be a, a multi-plane. Wait, what's the word? Multiversal. Multiversal story in that context. No, it doesn't because you could just take. I think it works well as like a good because I, I, I think the the whole thing of them removing any record of them is really cool. Yeah, but like you could just put put that anywhere and just say on this mountain there's an isolation society because it's containing uh, a Balrog within the mountain. So yeah. it just doesn't. Want it does, and it doesn't even need to be a, a special creature that's like some sort of yeah. high level. It could just be a maybe a pit fiend got loose eons yeah. ago and they Balrog. trapped it. Or yeah, Balrog. Yeah. yeah. But for me, the important part of it is the... I think there are three important parts of this society. Okay. One, the altruistic nature of it. Yeah. Two, the the deletion of it. I don't want to say hidden in the sense that it's like yeah, physically deletion. hidden. It's just deletion, yeah. right? Um, those are the two main things that are most important for me. And three, the the doing it for the content, some sort of threat that they're containing. Yeah. yeah. I like that because that means... For any story that you're telling, any campaign that you're running, you have immediate and unexpected side quest. You can pop in at any point in time you want. Oh, that's a really clever spin on it. Yeah, I didn't think about that. If you're just if if you're st- we were just talking about campaigns that maybe go on for too long, you know you're wa- you're wandering. Imagine if on our way to Malaysia, we had 
rolled on a put it on an encounter table. That oh, you find a like you were randomly teleported to a a another to an isolationist plane. Or you find and, a portal, or you find someone who like who was there, and you're like, yeah. I've never seen this person made of lava before. What the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and it it creates a cool moment of um like a module you can drop in to really change the dynamic and to add in like a fun um bottle episode yeah you know like just like this this all takes place over here completely it's completely independent resolve this crisis and get back to your story and then i imagine they sort of like warp back at the end of it and like no time has changed Uh and they're right back to where they were and then suddenly everyone's looking around like what the fuck was that (laughs) did that just happen did we just have a collective dream what just happened yeah maybe yeah i just sort of like that i think that's really i think that's really fun it could also be something that you throw in there you know you've got a wild magic sorcerer again i'm thinking D. we've got a yeah. wild magic sorcerer in your party and every once in a while you make them roll a d100 yeah and maybe they accidentally cast well so, so some questions on the logistics here going bringing it back to the core idea like how long would they be sequestered like this like how long because i'm asking this from the context of if they've deleted themselves the people who are there when you have generational shifts, they might also forget that, like, they might ha- not have the context of the fact that they're isolationists because they don't have records of everybody else, or do they? I imagine they do because otherwise the risk of people wanting to leave without understanding the, the true nature of the threat is too big. Now, why, why can't some people just leave? Why can't they all just leave and leave them behind? Leave like whatever the the threat is behind. If they cut, if they like sever this plane from the rest. So I had imagined it that it was part of having the being there, whatever the threat was, also meant that there was spill off or downstream empowerment. That they were the only ones that had sort of by being around this being for so long, they had become. I don't want to say attuned to it, but they had sort of absorbed some of its. Yeah, kind of like the divine magic thing we talked about last week. A little bit, yeah. And you see, there are tropes that I like that I keep keep going with. Well, and so because they've they've absorbed some of this power from what let's say it's the black tentacled entropy beast, um, that they absorb some of that, they can't leave without also being a threat. Maybe. Or maybe it's a, I, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's more that they have actually become dependent on it. Okay. So if they, if they leave, they're they, in danger. They're in danger. Of they dying. start aging oh. rapidly, maybe. Just as an example. Yeah. So like it could be that. Something about being close to them, close to that thing gives them not only the strength to contain it, but also something that makes living in the outside world inhospitable. I uh, I like the idea of the aging thing, and here's why. Because what if it's that there aren't really new generations hmm. of of the society. It's the it's who was there. They have all aged out of being able to have children, hmm. but they are like biologically but they are however no no but they're still there it's still them 
they are not able to have kids anymore, mm-hmm. but they are feeding off of that energy. So they continue to look relatively youthful. Yeah. And they have they have they're living forever just doing this thing. If they mm-hmm. much like Melisandra in Game of Thrones, yeah. when she removes her necklace and you see that she's actually incredibly old. Yeah. Um, which they never fucking follow up on. Nope. Um much like that, but they would they have like a like a forty hour window before they die because they will wither away entirely in that time. Yeah, that's a good one. And I so like that. It, it locks them in, it it, it solves it but it also lets them go out, but as long, but they can come back. So that could actually be the way that you your party encounters them is that they go out and they are just they're like, oh my god, we need help. Yeah, like something happened. And like, because so- because they can't they can't produce anybody else, so they can't offer more help. And if anybody dies, if anyone like gets sucked into the monster, right. they they just dwindle. Right. So they they have to go outside eventually. Yeah. Because they don't have the the, the manpower be, anymore. It would be a great way from a DM's perspective if you had a character or a or a guy in your party that or someone in your party that wanted to trade out a new character. Not that I'm projecting because I do that constantly. Uh, but that would be a great way to give have one character rotate out. Yeah. And yeah. Say, hey, we need someone to come do this to come and, help us and deal I'll, with this I'll, issue and. I'll stay. Yeah, and it could be that there's just like some sort of ritual that has to be performed to keep the black tentacle thing in maybe. place. I don't know. Or maybe they start fighting it and and like, oh, and I grabbed, like you said, I'm I'm sticking with the Melisandre necklace, you know, like, oh, I grabbed the the former guardian's magic ring and I used it and now I can't take it off, but I'm okay with it. Sort of like the uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's like, you know, I'm immortal functionally, but only if I stay here. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's immortality locally bound yeah but it's also they have a specific purpose that they have to keep fulfilling somebody has to keep fulfilling so right. there's maybe i mean you could also throw it in there maybe they meet someone there they fall in love they maybe they've been looking for their long lost sibling and their sibling is a member of that garden so they decide to stay there to be with them right i mean there there are ways to hook it in mm-hmm. um and i think that that is the fun of it by having it be completely erased from memory is that it empowers you as the author the world builder the dm to do whatever you want with it yeah yeah i think that is super clutch and i think that adds it adds a mystique and i think that's one of those things that as a dm i love so much to just be like you have no idea like, yeah. like you rolled a nat 20 you have zero idea what, what, what you, you've you never heard of this thing yep and it's it's nice to withhold certain like that mystery mm-hmm. and not in a way that's like annoying you know what i mean but like just like i want you to want to understand what this is i want you to dive into it and uh-huh. that can be really cool like especially if it's some sort of like maybe there's one entry about this thing that doesn't get deleted yeah there's some book somebody finds and is like wait what yeah or it's like is, a is symbol- this a, is, is this a novel this yeah. the story of this plane 651 that has mm-hmm. this black tentacle monster i've never heard of this and nothing else this must be fiction right and it's like no no, no that was just one book that they when they destroyed all the books at the library that one was was checked out so they missed it right they didn't realize. Yeah, one of the one of the wizards had taken it back to their tower to do something. You know, or it yeah. could be a a symbol that just keeps a pop popping up randomly throughout your world. Oh, because it's like the the entropy beast is trying to get out. Mm, yeah. So it's, and that's its way of sort of manifesting. 
is it's like um maybe it's a, a symbol maybe it's like um imagine the visual of like a little uh, like just a tiny like, like a blade of grass of a black tentacle just mm. popping up and like like yeah. kind of like a green black goo yeah or, like around it or like ink yeah something like that just appearing in the world and people being like what and yeah. but then it it, it it goes back down it, it disappears but that keeps happening right and, and then, because it's planar it can pop up anywhere yeah and then one day there's like a surge and there's a larger one that pops up right it's it's the same physiology right everyone's like that's the the blade of grass thing but it's big now yeah or it doesn't even need to be physically that large it can just be relatively large so maybe it's only like a foot tall yeah and it's just not it just slowly gets like bigger, bigger. Tall, yeah, yeah. But, but like you can really, you can really drag it out, and they can go, go to the point where it is eventually ten feet tall, and yeah. really send on the message of, now it's getting kind of serious. And that's when it starts whipping around and attacking a village, and then your party encounters the village, and yeah, yeah. I think it works. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, yeah. So that anyway, that was my idea. And again, like these are all things that have occurred in some, you know the the burden of world building yeah there are very few genuinely new ideas (laughs) yeah true um uh, yeah we pondered but yeah so that was my uh that was my uh bowl of and now that we're here i think we'll do what is the name of that uh that pasta in uh, that italian pasta that's cooked in squid ink in italian i know it's just called squid ink pasta but like i know it's got an italian name i don't remember you've never been to italy nope um, but yeah, so that is my, that was my bowl of noodles. What you okay. got? Um, so are you familiar with Kowloon Walled City? I have, well, I have, I don't know if I've been to Kowloon Walls. I've been to the Imperial Palace though. It is not in Beijing. So you were in the wrong place. Yes, but I am familiar with the name. Okay. Yes. Well, it is, it was a, the most densely populated civil, like, uh, settlement in the world Ooh. for a, a, a few decades it was demolished in 1994 it's in hong kong now it inspired me a lot for this idea but the and i there's a lot of history of this place but i will i will summarize it thus it was a a, a little like chinese guard post once upon a time that suddenly got built up mm-hmm. it was like it, like exempted from uh british colonialism for a while it was like the one part of the city that was exempted because it became this little tiny walled off chinese fort and then eventually it started popping in other buildings and it grew and it grew and it became a whole settlement for what co- caused it to grow just time oh okay uh hong People kong, started hong kong doesn't have a lot of space that's a huge part of this got it i'm sorry hong kong has plenty of space hong kong has not developed a lot of its space so it, does, it, it limited housing the end all of it was this becomes a completely insanely dense slum uh, like mega structure because it was all merged mm. to one mm. basically by the end the buildings all crushed together there's there's like no sunlight in much of much of this place really it is like in it's like interior apartments everywhere interior homes it is all like these stairways that you have to like memorize all these paths there's no clear way to get around the, it's like people have figured out how to navigate through memory. It's like crazy how this place is structured huh. uh, because there is no, th- there's no streets going through it. There's a courtyard in the middle. There's like one tiny courtyard 
and then there's like streets on the outside. But otherwise, it's like fifty. It's it's like forty thousand people within four football fields, and that's like a a settlement. Yeah, this sounds great. And it's I'm already I don't wherever you're going I'm hooked. I, so this at, is great. And it's 14, 14 stories tall, so it's like pretty tall. Yeah. Uh, but it's just centered. It's just like a, like this intense thing right in the middle of the city, and it's lawless. It was run by the by gangs, but it was also had a strong community yeah. beyond that too. So it was this weird place, and it, it it was inspiring. When I was thinking about what isolationists could look like, and I thought about take that, put it into a city, and then rather than making it. Because like the walled city, I want that to yeah. be the truth. I want it to be a walled off section of that. Uh, uh, over time, it walls itself off. So it's a part of the city. Intentionally? Intentionally. Okay. So it's a part of the city. It grows separately. It becomes like a, like a, a cultural enclave. Hmm. Because l- much like Kua, or Kowloon City, which yeah. was Chinese, and in a in, um, among the Hong Kong, make it a different culture. Have it uh, over time become like become this densely pocket, this dense pocket build up in, in a similar way. But then, and whether you want it to become like a slum, I don't really want it to just because I just I feel like that's a little done. But just it becomes a dense area, like a conclave of elves, like, like a conclave of elves who are who are adding in nice nature and whatever to it. But they they wall this place off over time because they're kind of just rejecting, like they're just culturally different from everybody around them. And they're tired of dealing with the affairs of the people around them. And there's crime around them. And they're like, you know what? And we're just going to wall ourselves off. And they wall themselves off. And there is no way to get in at all. There's no gate. I love it. Some noodles on that. Okay. Fantasy setting. Forest full of gigantic trees. Uh Uh-huh. The city is entirely in the upper branches of the trees. What? So, like, this this concept of everyone sort of living together is a community of elves. Yeah. That started by moving in denser and denser and denser into the treetop areas. But then, so you're just, what's at the base? Nothing. The base is normal. That's how they have cut themselves off, is the oh. trees are so tall in this setting that there is room for an entire city in the treetops. I think that that could be cool. I think that is a huge departure from what I'm thinking. Because I think I was taking the spirit of what you were yeah, saying, yeah, not yeah. the physical logistics. I think of it. like yes. the spirit's cool. I like I, I like it. But I think because what I was thinking specifically, it, it it requires the city around it. Because that's that's the imagery that I'm going for, is that the city is starts I to be I did not appreciate that part. Okay. I see what you're saying. What I was trying to get at with the whole there is no gate. No one understands at a certain point that they've walled themselves off. No one can see what's happening inside. Nobody knows what's happening inside of the city anymore. I love that. The Elven Conclave has become fully, um, almost independent. It's, it is walled off from everybody around them. And if the city tries to get in there, they don't know how to. So they can't bother with them. They hear some noises. Like they hear noise from time to time. And, like, they know people are still in there, but they have no idea what it is. And over generations, you, so into this. you build up more of that mystique of what the fuck is back there. And I was reading The Blade itself, yeah, the first book in the first Law trilogy, 
and there's a mage tower in the, in like the major city in like the capital that is just a giant tower that has no door and it's mm-hmm. like a big mystery and people are like what the fuck but it turns out there is a door but only like two people have the key to get in i was just googling what do you call oh, it? a room with no doors a room with no doors yeah but yeah. that's what i was thinking because i remember in um in marvel comics there was um uh, one time, one of Loki's punishments for his mischief was Odin locked him in the room with no doors. Hmm. It was the, like this imprisoned realm that only Odin could access. Yeah. Which, and I just thought of, I was thinking, like, that's immediately where my mind went, was that yeah, same thing. Which is just fucking cool. And, yeah, so, like, I, I was thinking about it from the perspective of the people of the city, yeah. looking at it, going, what is happening there? How long has it been like that? Are we talking decades? Decades, probably. Okay. I'd say decades. I think there becomes a point where it's like a little bit harder to to keep going. Um much yeah. like you know, much like happened in Kowloon. Sure, sure. I, I was gonna say, how do they survive? Like where did And this is where I start to have to really bring in the Fantasy. The fantasy. I was thinking about it in a couple of ways. One, I was thinking that that <laughs> that the population is smaller than everybody thinks. That the that the, the, it never actually grew that much. They they were building up because they were doing they were they just wanted to isolate themselves. So it's actually a pretty small community, like couple couple dozen, hundred people, two hundred people, like not at all in the in the thousands range. Hmm. It's just that they mm-hmm. they cleverly like feigned that there were a bunch of them and that they were building all these all these buildings and making giving off this vibe that they were there were just so much going on in the enclave so nobody else would question it and yeah. then they walled it off just to kind of separate themselves so it's actually pretty small another option i was thinking of was that they that it is it is not like the walls you see are just the walls on the outside on the inside it is it goes deep it is like a vertical spire mm-hmm. down into the earth. Mm-hmm. And from there, they have tunnels leading out That's cool. into the rest of the world. Yeah. 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 And so like, there are just all these secret passages on the edges of, of the city or just way out there. It doesn't, it could be anywhere, but somewhere else where, so they can, they bring supplies in, but it could also be that they have just, they've hollowed it out and they don't even live there anymore. They just, it, it is like, it is like a sacred space. It could yeah. be like a staging ground for if they ever try, decide to have a conflict with yeah. with the humans of the city or whatever. Um, what if there's a zombie outbreak in there? Well, that would probably end badly. <laughs> <laughs> or they would jump off of the top and just like grab some parachutes and go back to t- down to the humans. It's funny you mentioned jumping off the top because I was actually thinking, um, what if the wall is actually only let's say two stories tall mm-hmm. but it they just have illusion magic around <laughs> it that makes it look that much taller yeah love it but no one ever yeah i i think that's great because i like i part of me was thinking that like it was the, like, almost every couple years it grows it grows it grows it grows and then it gets like every there's like a new floor every year yeah. But then if it was just that they have just convinced it, like they are becoming more imposing, making themselves seem larger and more isolated. Yeah. But in reality, it's still just two stories up Yeah, because that and makes it easy for them to get in and out. Yeah, because I what if it also is that they have made them seem self seem like this isolation isolationist 
conclave, but they are actually, it is two stories up. There is a gate that's very easy. Like, it's very easy for them to get in and out. They are roaming around the city. Yeah. They just explore the city. Like, they live in the city too. They, they just go home and it's like, a, like an elaborate scheme to not pay taxes, I guess. I don't know. But... <laughs> society that isolates itself out of pettiness yeah it, well because i when i was thinking it was like it probably would be pettiness that would lead them to do this. say they are elves mm-hmm. it's not that petty to just say we don't want to be governed by we want to live here we like this place mm-hmm. we are here now this is safe but we don't want to be governed by these humans that we're going to outlive by like 500 years each cue back to our immortality episode exactly so you're just like i we would rather just separate ourselves entirely yeah and we will live a much more pristine easy life and we will because isolationism like tolkien's elves have a like you know especially when like we 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 see them in lord of the rings they are isolationist oh yeah because they are just they don't have time to like it's just like all your petty squabbles they're we are beyond this. And so it's a great reason to be isolationist. So it makes sense if, if these are elves and they are just like surrounded by all these humans. It's like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. We're building the wall. And they just separated themselves. And in my mind, it's like, it's not a wall that they build like, um, you know, like we are just constructing like the Great Wall of China. They right. are, it, it's like buildings that they are just constructing right. much like the Kowloon example. But then over time, it just becomes solid on the outside. Yeah. And they just kind of brick everything up. Or it's almost, I mean, maybe they're, as they, as it grows, they either break everything, or it's like it's quote unquote a wall, but it's just empty, dilapidated buildings that, as people move and move on, and move out of. What do you mean? The it's that the the people of the enclave are moving out. No, are moving like build as they build up. Oh. Okay. They abandon the lower levels. Interesting. Maybe. And then that, yeah, because that, that gets to, do you want it, like, that will be dependent on, are you having them grow in population or stay mm. low and mm. stay yeah. samey? True. And that, that just depends. Yeah, but, but yeah, that but that's way. a cool example. Yeah. yeah. Another, uh, another paint of varnish would be to uh, have them, like. Paint of varnish? You put varnish sorry. on the pasta? An- <laughs> another sauce. There you go. Um, Another sauce on here could be that um, take the druids, take the elves, whatever, like bring back the forest example. They mm-hmm. just drape like a bunch of vines over all the outside of it. So it mm-hmm. looks like just a giant tree, basically. It's like it's like a big tree trunk because it's yeah. just covered in, in greenery yeah. on the outside. So people kind of people almost don't even, don't even realize that that is like a, a settlement and, yeah. and there is a whole city within that as they walk around it and they right. just walk around like the great trunk or whatever, yeah. whatever it's called in that, that world. And it, you know, like it depends on what they're, what they're going for. Are they going for this imposing, you know, that mage tower with, with, without a key mm. or are they going for, um, they want people to really, or are they hiding know, in plain sight? Are they hiding? Or are they just like, fuck off. So I, you're, you're, I, I have some divergent noodles. Um, okay. Your idea <laughs> conversation about a a, a petty isolationist society Uh uh-huh you seen up yes the old guy who refuses to sell his house yeah and the buildings just build up around his home yeah so it's the inverse of yours where it's like here's this one 
simple, modest community yeah. that refuses to modernize. Not like, but they're not moving. They just refuse to move. They yeah. refuse to sell their houses. They're not modernizing. So it's this, everything around them is like Coruscant. <laughs> and high just, tech, high magic, whatever you so want. The Amish. If the Amish were in the middle of civilization. Yeah, we're smack dab in the middle of Manhattan. I mean, but then you go to Brooklyn. The in, Hasidic Jews. Yeah, the, like the Hasidic Jews the Hasidic, that are like so isolated from all of Brooklyn. Right, but they're smack dab in the middle of Brooklyn. Oh, and I've walked through their neighborhoods, and it's it's bonkers. No, it's like a time. It, it's like a time warp. It's a time warp. It's so strange. And then you're just like, then all of a sudden you're in like hipster, like contemporary capitalistic, yeah. uh, Brooklyn, and it's like a it's a whiplash. Yeah. And then so you've got that and there's something, some mechanism in your world about property rights or maybe like they're magic, they magically bind themselves to the land so they cannot be removed or something. Yeah. But I love, I, I love that, like just this, like, nope, that's oh. just that. It's that three blocks. Just that's just where they live. I think that's cool. I, I would, let's bring in a druid because why not? A druid has like the proper like the bound themselves like the druid refuses to let the like the earth cannot be tempered with yeah like if you mess with the earth this druid will will be able to just have it explode on you sure sure or as cast a spell where the earth will explode on you if you try to do that so nothing can be built because because of this druid right and so he's like the mayor yeah of this little this little spot Mm -hmm. and it's just like we will stay as we are good day it's a good simple bowl because you can you can just yeah. pop that anywhere, and it's not really like a huge one of those, plot point. It's one of those um, the Easy Mac microwavable bowls. Mm, like the, yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever used the 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 one that comes in the bowl, like the. I, yeah. I, I, I was just like old school Easy Mac. Yeah, like old school Easy Mac, which is just funny because it's like that's well, just mac and cheese. No, but like the original Easy Mac, where you had to you had to mix it yourself in, and then you had to put it in a bowl yourself, and then put it in the microwave. As opposed to the ones that just became like, oh, where yeah, it like yeah. comes in like a, the plastic in, in a plastic cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels, it's just wasteful. Well, yeah, it was the early aughts. Anyway. The, I believe you. I don't remember. Welcome to Craft Talk with Kyle and, uh, <laughs> Kyle and Ethan. We're here discussing all craft products. Excuse me. I distinctly introduced myself as not Kyle. Fair enough. So uh, what stuck for uh, you? <laughs> I think the Kraft Mac and Cheese stuck yeah, for Yeah, I think so. Now, next episode on mass-produced magical products. Um, not bad. Not, not bad. Not terrible. Not uh, my worst idea. We'll put it that way. WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> Invented the Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> I think what stuck for me, I don't know, what stuck for you, I'm, I, I, I need to think about it. I mean, I dig, I dig, I really dig the Kowloon concept. Like, I like the, the, I like cities within cities. Yeah. I think that's fun. And I like, um, I like how in your face it is and it makes it easy. You know, like we always think about, and I don't want to, I want to distinguish cities within cities, like. Yeah. From neighborhoods. Yeah. This is a, this is a separated city. This is the Vatican. Yeah. Quite literally. Right. Like, what is that thing? In Mass Effect, the lawless place that the gangs run. Omega? Omega, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sort of like Omega. Like, it's this thing in the middle, right? Like, that's not part of it. It's still smack in the middle of of inhabited space. Yeah, but it's a... It is its own thing. Yeah. And I, a... I kind of dig that. Like, I yeah. like that. The I pirate like den kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would yeah. be a great place for um, 
um, you know, my obsession with a cyberpunk in a fantasy setting. Yeah. So it'd be a great place for that. I think I like a lot the visuals of Kowloon with the like it becoming taller and I like the idea of it becoming hollowed out, like them digging down and yeah, become, I like and, a, I like an underground tower. Yeah, like that it's going both ways and then they and that it is like a tree trunk. They've built roots that go out underneath the city and then get them out everywhere else. I think that's really fun. And and I also really like the idea now of the deleting the memory or like the the knowledge of the place. I think that's super cool. That's why Camino worked. It's I, like one of the few reasons why Camino worked. It's like one of yeah. the few good things in that Star came Wars. out of uh, in Star Wars. Yeah, that came out of Episode Two. Yeah, was that? Oh yeah, this planet has been deleted from the memories. I think that's really cool, and I think it adds. I think it makes that idea sing. Yeah, really well. Yeah. Um, of all the those three core aspects, right? The threat, the altruism, and the the deletion of it. That's the one that everything else is you can play around with. Yeah, but it's a deletion that makes it because it, it it makes the fact that they are being altruistic and that there's a threat work. Yeah, because you can be altruistic and then it's just like, oh, yeah, well, then you're like, just a knightly order. Yeah. And if you just it's yeah, it is. It, it is the hinge upon which all of that swings. Yeah, agreed. Uh, well, that's stuck for us. Let us know what's stuck for you. Thanks for listening. I say goodbye. Uh, they probably tuned out about 45 minutes ago. I can't say I blame them. Yeah. They, I mean, they've already seen WandaVision. They didn't need to see it again. You piece of shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm not saying goodbye to you all. I'm saying goodbye to Kyle. I goodbye, mean, Kyle. All right. You have to leave eventually. So. Goodbye. Goodbye.